Hello, bros and sisses. I think we're not sure about the sis thing yet. I'm Harry J. Riley, one of the hosts of Bro Dads. This is part two of episode 23. What happened was there were some technical difficulties. Uh, the technical difficulty was that I am an idiot. We ran out of uh, space on our memory card during the middle of this podcast. And so we could not record any longer. Uh, Phil is on the road this week. So we were going to give you guys two appropriately linked episodes of the podcast. But because I am an idiot, we could not do so. So you will be getting uh, really shittily, I don't know if shittily is a word, edited uh, parts of episode 23. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you find something uh, of interest to you in us rambling on. And please continue to listen to the podcast. Please tell your friends, tell your wife, tell your sister. Uh, if you're a Catholic, um, confess. And when you get there, um, your confession is you're so, so in love with the Bro Dads podcast. Okay, that's it. Now back to this really shittily uh, edited podcast. Bye. They're bros. They're dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. Even if that person had a killer set and you know, you're like, man, I'm not going to crush as hard as that person, but you're still going to put on a good show. I mean, yeah. like Louis, Ander Louis Anderson was had this great quote where he was like, I know that I'm not going to get as many laughs per minute as a Eddie Murphy or, or, you know, a, a George Carlin or whatever big yeah. comic that he was following at the, those LA spots. And, but he was like, but I know I'm going to be funny in the way that I'm funny. Yeah. And, and, and it's wild. Cause his, his act, I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched his, well, you followed him, you, you mm -hmm. open for him, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, his act is kind of slow, great yeah. storytelling, yeah. like endearing and then very funny and just yeah. him being his genuine self, which is yeah. such a, a great way to do comedy. And, and so it's like, it's just a matter of slowing, slowing the pace to your pace, yeah. you know, or, or speeding up the pace. Yeah. You know, that's uh, I would like I prefer not following a fucking wild, you know, crazy energy yeah, guy cause because that's where I'm at. Just I feel like with that type of comedian, <clears throat> if you get up and you're not doing the same, the audience has expected uh, wild and crazy yeah. uh, theatrics. And if you're not doing that, it gives off the illusion that um, it. And I feel like it's psychological where your mind is like, this isn't as funny because he's <laughs> adding act outs and stuff to it, which kind of throw like a little bit of pepper onto yeah. your punchlines. And when you're just letting the words uh, speak for themselves, you know, like the power of the joke is with just the words. I feel like uh, that can 
kind of bring the crowd down a bit. Right. But I feel like that only lasts for about five or ten minutes. If you're an energetic act, which I used to just only rely on that stuff, like that's a long 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I mean, dude, I remember getting off stage when I first started headlining. Like, I got to get better at writing. Jesus. <laughs> like, covered in sweat. Dude, I remember one time getting off stage and uh, shaking. Uh, it was Corey Michaelis. I was sh- shook his hand, and I went like this. I, I rode my hand through my hair, and I and I had a cup of sweat Holy in my, and I just shit. went like that on the ground and it was like slip hazard. Oh. <laughs> and as, as I'm walking away, I hear Corey go, that is one sweaty man. <laughs> Dude, I was selling all these shirts after that show and I was so worried. I was going to, people be like, yeah, I want a shirt. And I'm just dripping all over it. <laughs> so yeah bozeman was a success i think we raised some money i was surprised that they hadn't produced a show before i thought they did a good job because it was was smooth she was uh very attentive and accommodating uh it 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 ran smoothly i i was i don't like intermissions yeah that is weird um especially in that type of atmosphere Mm mm-hmm uh, at a theater, all right, it, you know, whatever to keep uh, money being generated by the uh, theater. But in that spot, I, I felt like it was a little too much because I only did 30 minutes. So it's not like they were sitting there that long. Right, right. I think it was to generate bar sales probably. Yeah, which, yeah you know, it, which that, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, but what it does is it my my set is supposed to – um, keep get the crowd to a level that when you walk in, you're, you know, you're pushing through a lighter. Like you said, ride a wave. Yeah, yeah. And when you do that, it's you just bring it back down to basically another opening where you got to spend five minutes just, you know, just trying to set it back up again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I will say, man, driving all the way there and driving all the way back was kind of crazy. And I'm looking at this Saturday, and I'm going to Woodenville, Black Raven ta- <laughs> Tavern, yeah, Black Raven Tavern. Uh, and I'll prop. I'm like looking at. It, I'm like, I might just do the same thing again Saturday because I can. But last time I did a Woodenville gig and drove back. Yeah. I, I you know that Shree's gas station? It always says the cheapest yeah, gas. Yeah. I, dude, I had to pull over and like take a nap. They, they, they love it. When, when, I think it's expected. That I take a nap at Sharice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think I was parked next to a guy taking a nap. <laughs> Is it the one up there on Thorpe Hill? No, it's... Uh, oh, the it's one just in George. N- the one in George. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the one in George. So I was still... I still had three hours to okay. drive, so I was like, I really got to make sure this nap is useful. And yeah. It was not. <laughs> uh, but. I think you'd be better off with that one because um, you won't have to drive five and a half hours to get there. And yeah. Then because that's 11 hours total of driving and that can be yeah, that can that be brutal cuz we we went five and a half hours we got there and then we spent like what an hour and a half in mm-hmm. the hotel room mm-hmm. and then you jumping around and being active you know even if you're even if you're a comic and you're just standing there the the brain power that it takes I, I think a lot of people don't really take into account the mental exhaustion part yeah because i mean if your work if your brain is Oh, yeah. and working yeah. if you're just somebody who's up there just 
you know, you've been doing the same act for 20 years. I'm pretty sure your brain, they hook you up to an EKG and it's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, your your mind is, is, is like thinking like beforehand, especially because um, what she said, you could say whatever, but in my mind, I'm like trying to be a couple of lines ahead and see, oh, I probably shouldn't. Put this in yeah, there. I also saw those people. I'm like, we can't say whatever we want to say. Yeah, this is not. Yeah. I, I can see who's in this crowd. Yeah, those people would have been. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Do you? Well, so you wear a heart monitor. Does your heart rate go up when you're on stage? Oh, oh, through the roof. Yeah, mine's yeah. mine goes mine goes like heart attack yeah. levels when I would wear one. The one time it didn't. Uh, the next morning, I got a call from the Spokane County Health Authority telling me I have COVID. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. That was, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I felt bad because it was, it was after the vaccine had come out. I'd had the vaccine, but masks were still, especially in Western Washington. Yeah. And I just done, uh, I'd performed for a bunch of, uh, uh, the, the, the King County Sheriff's Department. Or no, the homicide unit. So, uh, so I mean, they, you know, the, the cops, I, I don't know if you know many cops, but they were not about masks. Yeah. They got into that room and they all took their masks oh, off yeah, and man. they were all shaking hands and all this stuff. And cops are wild. Yeah. Cops are, especially homicide detectives. Mm -hmm. Dude, I, I did some sex toy material and this dude came up to me. He's like, you want to see some crazy oh, evidence? From, I'm like, I'm, and I, I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not really thinking about that these are homicide detectives. He showed, dude, this is too, maybe this is too disturbing. Ah, what, I'll, I'll say it. We can edit it if it's too disturbing. But it was a. We're not uh, going to edit it. It's, <laughs> dude, it was a, a Sawzall. But they took the blade off and put a dildo on it. Holy so it was like, burr, burr. yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if it was homicide related or they just found it at the place. And the cop was like, well, I'm going to put this in evidence. And then a year from yeah. now, it is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine them auctioning off that thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, we sold this sex all for more than that Lamborghini. Lamborghini went for $87. My, who is... Who is getting that used on them? That can't be that can't be a consensual thing. That someone is getting that used on them against their will. A guy. Yeah. <laughs> a guy's getting used on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean dude. just getting his butthole destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst carpentry role play <laughs> ever. I've been so if I should have been I should have been like, that's crazy. Will you email that to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> overall i thought it was a, a great trip i you know i enjoy uh going on the road with um people i know and like but but because everybody you know that i enjoy going out on the road with is headlining yeah it's hard to uh it's hard to arrange that because a lot of times, like with you, you know, you're like, well, you're you should be headlining us in a little bit. So why would you come and and feature? And it's also, you know, and it's also like, man, you know, I, if I go and you take, you know, you take less money if you're featuring or whatever. Uh, will I um, have to do that and not take another gig that might yeah. pay more? Yeah. So I understand when people uh, don't want to do that, but to me, I'm sometimes a lot of times actually, I'm looking at it more as uh, 
having fun instead of looking at the economics of it. Uh, and, and, and not everybody's like that. So, and I completely understand because not everybody uh, has um, just a steady income stream like I do. So you can't just, you can't just go, well, I'll take $200 less just so I can hang out with my buddy yeah. on the road. You, you know, so I understand that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Uh, he didn't eat any of that beef jerky, so that might have been also why I felt like shit as I ate eight <laughs> ounces of beef jerky. Man, I was so into that um, that Starburst minis that I bought. Like <laughs> I I, saw that, that was the first time I ever um, had them, and I was like, wow, this yeah. is right down my alley. Yeah, unwrapped. Yeah. Unra- yeah, see, that's great. That's, a, that's the only thing that's bad about a Starburst if you're driving. Yeah. You're like, yeah. well, uh, I got to not drive for a second to yeah. eat this or put it in your mouth and just claw at it with your teeth <laughs> like a little animal trying to get into this little <laughs> starburst nut <laughs> sold a lot of shirts there that was weird maybe they maybe they bought the shirts because i was donating some of the money nah it's a great shirt that's why they're doing it that's why they're buying it yeah it's and a, i definitely it wasn't i said i was going to give like half of it, mm-hmm. and I was like, after a while, I stopped losing. I lost count, so I was like, I'll just give them this amount. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I've been there a few yeah, times. That's that's more that's more than what they were going to get before yeah, if I didn't sell yeah. these shirts. There's been times where I do that, and it's funny because well, actually, every time I've ever done it, uh, where I, I do it, and then I walk up to the person in charge, and I'm like, oh, here's your hundred bucks or whatever, and they're like, whoa. Where'd this even come from? I'm like, did you not hear me on stage? Were yeah. you not? She was like, this? she was like amazed. I'm like, I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made a whole thing about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 They don't, yeah, they don't remember. But it's uh, you know, it, may, it looks good for them. And it's uh we raised a lot of money for those lost puppies. Yeah. Oh, and cats and uh maybe snakes. Yeah. The very odd other mammal that <laughs> they might pick up. The Great Falls uh animal shelter. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. So what's the topic? Um, you said the to- topic would be the process. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like we have different processes. I think we have vastly different processes. Yeah. Cause I, uh, will rework. And it's, the thing is now I don't, I'm not like working towards a, any kind of recording. Yeah. So it's funny. Cause I'm like, doing all this, I'm like doing all this old material and I'm like, oh, it's funny cause I'm almost trying to be like, I'd like to see a new, you know, an unrecorded at least like half hour in my set. Yeah. And so I'm trying to do new material, but it's like the way I do it is I'll come up with an, a premise. If the premise is clean, I'll usually keep it clean typically. Yeah. But if uh, if it's a uh, free, if I'm at the club and I'm free, <laughs> I'll just I'll. But the thing is, I'll get it just to where it's good enough to do on stage. I'll sandwich it between two bits to do well, and then I will uh, basically just beat my head against a wall, <laughs> doing that and being and just having it like just fizzle out <laughs> in the set. Yeah, dude, I don't know. 30 times for you know <laughs> yeah like i don't i mean it's it's i'm like oh, i know this is gonna not go good but i gotta yeah. work this shit out and then afterwards i'm like oh, well it worked out the way I, and then it's like i just do it over and over until eventually something 
breaks loose, you know, and yeah. and that's where I think doing short sets at the comedy club, isolating those yeah. those bits can be really helpful sometimes, yeah. or even just watching a great comic yeah. sometimes will be helpful to be like that. I should re I should rearrange this, yeah. but because sometimes it's not even adding rewriting it's like rearranging and just yeah, dropping yeah. shit you know and it's like it'll t i mean that and that's dude that it's funny because i look at all the strongest shit in my act and i'm like a lot of this stuff i came up with when i was hosting at the club yeah for like a big act yeah because that's when you get the truest response to your material because yep. they're cold mm -hmm. you're up first and you know the shit that's getting a little bit of a chuckle when you're middling or headlining now people are like mm. Yeah. Be like that's that's it. I came. I got a babysitter, and this, <laughs> is this gonna be the show? <laughs> These half-assed jokes. <laughs> and so, yeah, a lot of that stuff. And over a course of five shows in a row of hosting, um, I, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a weird, like desperation of trying to not drown. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I gotta fuck. I have like, like if I'm doing a longer set and I do the bit and it and it does what I thought it was gonna do. Not great. You know, I know where a couple laughs are, but it's not great. I'll be like, huh, all right, well, I guess it's what this. But if I know I'm going to have to do a set in an hour, I'm like, I got to fix this shit. <laughs> I got to fix this shit now. <laughs> yeah, and that's where, you know, that's where I'll really – and then I'll go home at that, you know, after two shows and be like, I really need to rework this shit. And then I'll yeah. find – it'll something will finally break. And okay. So that's like a boot camp, you know, doing these uh, – doing those kind of sets. Okay. But, yeah, it is a very, like – and I can eliminate these three words, and I can I can eliminate this, and, and do whatever you know. And it's just like this, you know. It's like, and, and the thing is, there's so many premises that I'll come up with that I'm like, ah, uh, it doesn't. It'll it's funny, but like it doesn't work in my act. Yeah. You know, like I was thinking it would be funny to just be like, I want Biden to win you know, and then deal with what the audience does. Yeah. And it'd be like, well, it's because I think America needs a president to die in office. <laughs> like that would be the premise. Yeah. But then I look at my act, I'm like, where the fuck is this? Why even start pursuing this? Yeah. You know, and especially if you're going to not um, go deeper into that realm, if it's just that. Yeah. Bit. That, that bit is just alone. And I'd have to yeah. frame it around like, talking to my kid or something about about uh you know world politics which happens now because he's in college yeah and he's a history buff yeah. so when he starts talking i'm like i don't know we shouldn't give so much money to ukraine then he's like what about the whatever accord back in world war ii Do you think we should just i mean what about you know, we have bordering countries in nato and we just we're just gonna allow it to happen we're just gonna i'm like dude it's your blood you're the one i'm too old to get drafted dude <laughs> and he, he's like we just can't you know we're gonna create another hitler blah, 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 blah. i'm like i'm like Bro, if you're in a history 101 class, you need to pull your punches a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those people just trying to get a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna. There's someone who's like, I think that we should like, I don't know, like save our money for the homeless, and then he's coming in there like, you don't know what Albania's been through, you know. Um, <laughs> Has that always been your process? I mean, you've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, kind of. I mean, okay. you know, the process at the beginning was, if this set doesn't work, I quit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had such a huge, because I started at 33, so I had such a massive bank of yeah. shit that I had been writing and, yeah. and then like, uh, double dutch it was like a double dutch like uh, no i'm not gonna go tonight i'm okay. not gonna you know and so it i just had all these premises and i was doing all kinds of weird shit you know i was doing impersonations and goofy voices and yeah. all kinds of goofy stuff like borderline sketches you know and yeah. uh and so yeah that back and but but once the process i think really started when i was like that that process of just like coming up with something new when i had when I had, uh, you know, a feature set, yeah. that process of like coming up with something new, sandwiching it in strong material, and then trying it to make it fit in the act, that really started once I had a feature set. I okay. think, yeah. Okay, I, I, I think my process has uh, evolved over time as I got comfortable with uh, being on stage because. I had um I was so introverted and not the type to just get on you know just start talking to people that it was uh I had to make sure I was organized in my thoughts. Yeah. So when I first started cuz I was still in the military and uh Wait, you were still in the military when you started? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And I had lost my clearance so I was working uh, I was I was like, basically cleaning up the dorms and stuff, but mm. but mainly I was just, you know, I would take out the trash or whatever and just sit there for the rest in, until lunchtime or whatever, and after that first time, I I just sat I sat down and I just started, like whatever came to my mind, I would write it, and try to make it funny as I was writing it. And then I would take it to the stage, and if it worked, I uh, I I would try it again the, the next week because there was only one open mic at the time in Spokane at the Quality Inn, so you only had that one Sunday oh my God, to try it. But I mean, that open mic would be sometimes it'd be three four hours long because Jesus. because you could get up and do as long as you wanted basically. So. Uh, at the time when when I was writing just every thought down, I could get up there for like 20 minutes and just go through it all. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. If it did, it did. Uh, and I think something something changed around when um, Hurricane Katrina happened where uh, I was doing a, a charity um, thing down at that club and Like on the way, you know, thinking about the upcoming event, I was like, man, what am I, I going to do that's that's kind of related to Katrina and everything like that? And, you know, my brain was like coming up with these things, but I'm driving around, so I, I didn't have, you know, I just didn't stop and just write it down. So I, I, I took the, the rough bits that I could still remember and I took it up on stage and I just kind of, molded it right there on the spot like trying to yeah. get it to work right there on stage and uh i got such a big reaction from the other comedians like jay when the walkers i mean for years would still bring up the the bits that i did which i forgot because i didn't write them down i just did them right mm -hmm. there 
and they were so um they were so of the moment I didn't even think about <clears throat> excuse me I didn't think about writing it down and uh it felt so like freeing and powerful yeah because I was so uh attached to a set list mm. these are the jokes I'm going to do in this order and what I started doing was I, I I would just have a bank of jokes. So I had a bank of jokes, and what I would do is if they naturally went together, I would put them in my set together. Mm -hmm. And if they were just these uh, solo pieces, like your Biden bit, I, I would uh, they would be take it or leave it type of situations where, all right, I'm, I, all right, I'll put this in my set as kind of like a change of pace but I'm not gonna uh, it's not gonna always be in my set if, I, if I'm yeah. in a different type of crowd I'll, I'll leave it out and that's when I started doing more of like a Lego type of set where I had these jokes that I'm gonna do the middle was almost always kind of like pieces that would be pulled in and out and then the last um, part usually a closing bit would be something that uh, I uh, that I had written out and I fleshed out over time, and uh, eventually what start what ended up happening was I stopped just intentionally just sitting down and writing all together, and I would only write when the premise just popped into my head and. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to remember it. I would just I would write it down then, and when I got to open mic, I would look at it again and see what I needed to do to make it uh, work. But most of the time, I was just I was getting up on stage with just the premise. What well, what ended up happening was I was getting up on stage with just the premise and working it out just right there on the spot, which is good, but then bad. Uh, it's, spo it's spontaneous, and uh, so people are kind of feeling that that spontaneity. They yeah, when for they sure. see you, they're like, "Oh, this, yeah, this isn't something that he's been." Because there's a lot more stuttering and more uh, normal talking in those types of jokes. Well, and also like <clears throat> that's why I don't do crowd work because sometimes it's hard to follow my own crowd work with you know because yeah. you can feel the energy kind of go back down yeah, and you're like yeah. oh crap we got all this new as stupid act yeah that he's developed after yeah. this like spontaneity has happened yeah um and that uh, yeah that and uh it's it yeah so yeah i get that so you you do a lot of uh writing from stage then yeah you know? I, I mean i heard someone said that term to me and i was like oh i guess that's what i do but i i think it i think it came out of um desperation from just um wanting to do because in those because you know before the Spokane Comedy Club and and all that I just wanted to do as much comedy as possible yeah but everybody would say well you know if you if you featured here you know probably can't have you back because you know everybody remember your jokes and so I was like well I'll just come up with with more material, 
Yeah. So that way, you know, I can come back and and just do something different. And people would look at you like you were crazy, but it's like <laughs> it's like, well, I know it's not the norm, but I just want to I just want to do comedy. I, I I don't want I'm I'm not thinking of, I wasn't thinking about uh the business side of it or or like oh, you need to like really mold these bits right. into something bulletproof. And that's that's probably my biggest weakness is when I look at my my bits, look at the stuff that I do, there's only about 20% of it that's like just, I mean, just a brick yeah. that, you know, that you could just chuck at any audience and it's going to work. But that's because of how it was created. It wasn't created um, pin to pad. It was created in my mind. And so there might be pieces that I just completely forgot about. There might be pieces. I see, I, And that happens all the time with jokes that I've built in my head. I'll be telling it. And then when I get off stage, I'm like, oh, man, there's a whole section there that I didn't do. And it's because I, it's not written down, so it's not yeah. as hardwired into my mind. And so uh, um, even when I was recording those um, sets to um, to put up on YouTube, there was a couple bits where I was like, man, I've, there's a whole, like, 20 minutes of this set that I just didn't do because it's not it, it's not a something that's written and I just got it in my mind. It's, it's just something that it's in there but it's floating around and I can't right. just recall it in an instant. Yeah, so, I think of how many times I've lost tags or, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. just because uh, – or a second part of it, you know, because, and a lot – it's the same. It's because – I mean, writing it down is so is so good for the memorization process, but yeah. it is so goddamn tedious to write yeah. down your act. I mean, yeah. to, especially if you're listening to what you said. Yeah. Uh, from a stage, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a good take. And then you're like, I got to write this whole goddamn thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, uh, well, yeah, that's it. That's wild to me. I mean, the, like, that's, it's, do you, I mean, do you ever, so, I always think like writing from stage would I would be I would be worried about losing a lot of that, but then you would also like you can come up with so much shit. But then there's times where I've had like a bit that kind of you know like when that guy this weekend was like milk or whatever, yeah, you know, whatever yeah. remember he was yelling out <laughs> yeah. whatever the hell that was, and like and then the riffing off of that got a bit of a reaction, but it was like you know. The cl- I mean, everyone now I feel like almost is looking for that, yeah, to f- to get that real, yeah, that, so then they don't burn their material or whatever, yeah. But I'm looking half the time when that happens, I'm like, well, this was specific to this audience, yep. And there's no way you could capture that, yeah. In in and there's, I used to try to like uh, every moment that was like that, try to somehow make a clip out of it, yeah, yeah. And I felt like you just you're throwing up shit that doesn't make sense to people on Instagram, (laughs) you know, like, well, they weren't there. They didn't see how this guy was annoying the audience for 20 minutes. Like I just watched the Bo Johnson um, clip and he had to kind of, with the video, he had to put a lot of preference there to just get people even up to date on what was happening. Now I drank a guy's beer one time 
and I'm like, this clip is going to blow up, and I'm going to yeah, have, have an Instagram clip. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a like a viral video. That's what happened to Ariel. That the the lady who got the beer thrown at her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah at Uncle Vinny's, I've yeah, been at that club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she got on Kimmel because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that was like a violent act. So you, yeah, immediately you're rooting for her. Yeah, and so then all of her, so she could be. A, she was pretty mean to that guy. Which, which, but everybody at that point is on board. Yeah. You know, yeah. this guy, nobody could hear, just the people around him could hear him heckling. Yeah. And, and, and just, he wasn't even heckling. He was just like, you know, chiming in. Yeah. Like, Daniel Pharmaceutical before. Blah, 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 yeah. before. And I, I had to wave off security and then people were starting to notice it. But like, that doesn't translate. But yeah. like, when I drank, when I go, when I drank his beer. Dude, I thought I was going to get a standing ovation. Yeah. So that moment, I'm like, dude, when this hits online, dude, these motherfuckers are going to blow me up. And, <laughs> you know, 87 views later, I'm God, still going to both. The algorithm <laughs> is a bitch, man. Well, you know, what happened, that does happen a lot where I'll be on stage and uh, something happens to you in just the course of getting to the stage and you say it, it there's a 70% chance that I'm not going to remember it, and yeah. it's just out there in the ether just going on forever. But there's enough that I catch and that I catch it, and I'll go, ooh, that was pretty good. Then I actually what I do is write it down because then what I do, it's kind of like 50-50. Sometimes... If I can keep it in my head, I'll just rewrite it in my head and and um, tell it later. But a lot of times, I I will take a bit that I just said on stage, and I remember it, and then I'll go down uh, later. I'll write it out and uh, kind of start working on it from there. Mm. And I don't know why. Sometimes I write it down, and sometimes I. Just keep it in my head. I think most of the time is if it's long, like my sperm bank um bit, I'm not writing that shit down. I just <laughs> I just keep it in my head and just keep it moving. But uh but I did a bit about um going to zoos all the time, because that's what I um usually do. If I'm on the road to a place to got a zoo, I'll go to the zoo and I was talking about like ghetto zoos and all this stuff. I I, I wrote it down because there was a couple pieces in it and certain phrases that made the joke work that yeah. without the phrases right the bit is lost so i wanted to write it down um then well yeah so it's like a you're like you're working with like a crab trap yeah you know you pull it up and all the little crabs are supposed to fall through yeah yeah, yeah they're not developed yet yeah, that's a whereas good, i yeah. feel like i'm fishing and i'm like warden's not here <laughs> 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 I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep this four-inch bass and put him in a bucket and feed him until he's big enough. That's that's my process. But, but you know, but I mean, there's results to it. Your your method um, got you uh, runner up in the Seattle International Comedy Competition and. My way got me fifth place. So you know, but I will something. say at the end of that competition, you seemed like you were fucking done. Yeah. You know, like, because you, you, I know you you don't normally, you're not going to normally do, I mean, how many sets were, we had done 15 
sets in three weeks that were yeah. crazy. I mean, even though you're only up for 10 minutes, it's like this wild energy yeah. and you're trying to kill and you're trying to, you know, you're trying, it's like, a, you're so, I mean, I, I mean, me, I was so desperate to kill, yeah. you know, that I was just doing my act with as much energy as possible. And, you know, I remember at the end of that, you were like, I'm I, like, I'm done with this material. I'm done with this shit. I'm done with yeah. all this stuff. Cause I, I know you don't like to do that. I mean, and, and to an extent, like I, I do get that. I mean, you know, I'm doing bits from five years ago and I'm every time I get into it, I'm like, just do this and then you'll be rewarded with the new bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of fun a little bit, but it's also like, you know, it's like I'm going. And that was when the podcast abruptly ended. Uh, we looked around to see what the problem was. And the problem was the memory card was full. Uh, I then said a bunch of curse words and then we departed. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Bro Dads podcast. I know that we've had some technical issues over the course of these 23 episodes, mainly due to me. I am the editor of these podcasts, and I know nothing about editing podcasts. I don't know nothing about waveforms or uh, audio bits and and hertz and all that. So I just try to make it sound loud. I just want it loud and not clipping and uh, to a point where you can hear it, you can laugh at the silly shit, and you can go about your day. Uh, if it is a hindrance to your listening ability, please let us know at brodadscast at gmail.com. That's our uh, email. Or you can send us a message on Instagram at brodadscast. Um, we will be back next week with the new episode. Uh, Please tell everybody you know about this podcast. Maybe if we get enough listeners, somebody else can handle this garbage fire. Until then, bye-bye, big bitches. <laughs>